Hello, I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and welcome to episode 20 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. This is the first of five episodes in which I'll explore the importance of messages in raising healthy young athletes, and more importantly, healthy young people. The topic of today's podcast is children become the messages they get the most. A question that fascinates me as both a so-called parenting expert and the father of two young athletes is how do children become who they become? Or in the context of sports, how do young athletes become who they become? As I noted previously, genetics play an essential role in how athletes develop. Height, body type, inborn talent, and temperament all have a strong hereditary component of how far they can go in their sport and how much they enjoy their athletic experiences. As the legendary basketball coach Red Arbach once said, you can't teach height. Yet, evidence is equally strong that the environment also contributes significantly to how successful athletes become. If athletes don't also develop the right attitude and commit Herculean effort in their athletic pursuits, these inborn qualities will only take them so far. So the old nature versus nurture argument has been rendered obsolete. It's now widely accepted among sport experts that both nature and nurture play an essential role in athletic development. Though genetics do have a big impact on how your young athletes develop, I don't like to talk about it much for one simple reason. Your children can't do anything about the genes you gave them. If they were lucky enough to win, quote unquote, the athletic gene lottery, good for them, as it gives them a head start on everyone else. But given that the world is full of athletically gifted failures, if they receive they less athletic to fully realize you, well, their talents, that's certainly a bummer. It doesn't, but it doesn't them necessarily sure doom to them to success. sports failure. Rather, they'll just have to leverage other influences on athletic performance that are more within their control, including their smarts, confidence, focus, intensity, and plain old determination to become as good an athlete as they can be. So, what aspects of the environment impacts children's athletic development? Some have argued that parents have much less influence than they like to think. In fact, peers and the prevailing youth sports culture affect children more. However, I believe that particularly during the early years of children's athletic lives, you have a window of opportunity to have a greater impact on them before they become fully integrated into the larger athletic culture and world. Consider this, parents are the most present people in their children's early lives and exert the most control over almost everything your children experience, both within and outside of their sports participation. Whether it's what they eat, when they sleep, their daily activities, or with whom they interact, you are in charge early in their lives. And during this period, you provide your children with most of their development, quote unquote, nourishment in the form of words, emotions, behavior, and interactions. And importantly, you create the physical and social environment that plays an increasingly important role in your children's later development as athletes and as people, including your home, the neighborhood in which you live, the schools they attend, the sports they engage in, the teams they join, the peers with whom they interact, and the types and frequency of exposure they have to the youth sports culture and to the larger popular culture. In other words, especially during those early years, you have the opportunity to control the messages your children get. An anonymous quote, some people have to wait their entire lives to meet their favorite athlete. I raised mine. Perhaps the most powerful lesson I've learned as a quote unquote parenting expert and as a father about the role of nurture in the development of children 
and by extension young athletes is this. Young athletes become the messages they get the most. Let me repeat this because it's so important. Young athletes and young people become the messages they get the most. Whatever messages they receive, whether from you, their teammates, their coaches, or the youth sports culture will dictate their attitudes about themselves as young athletes. They will also act as a lens through which they view their sports experiences. Both will in turn significantly influence your children's emotional experience in their sport, their interactions with their teammates, coaches, and competitors, and how they perform in competitions. Given the importance of your controlling the messages that your children get about their sports lives and the inherent power that you have in shaping your children and their athletic experiences through your messages, the core question you should ask yourself is, how can I be sure I'm sending the healthiest messages to my young athletes? The answer to that question has two parts. First, you need to be very clear about what messages you want to communicate to your children. And second, you must develop your own skills in conveying those messages. These messages that come early in your children's athletic lives are particularly significant because before long, they will be getting messages from many much less controllable and much more harmful sources. The reality is teammates, coaches, and the broader youth sports culture will inexorably send your young athletes all kinds of messages. Admittedly, some good, but some downright unhealthy. All you can do is attempt to ingrain positive messages early in your children's lives as a form of immunization against the onslaught of harmful messages they're certain to receive as they get older and immerse themselves more deeply in sports. From Don Schuler, the legendary NFL coach, I don't know any other way to lead but by example. Our youth sports culture has certainly changed over the past quarter century. In decades past, youth sports was about fun, kids being active, enjoying competition, and developing healthy life skills and habits. And to be fair, some of that certainly still exists in some parts of the youth sports culture today. At the same time, we have seen a sea change in the goals and focus of youth sports. These changes have occurred for several reasons. First, they're due to the shifts in the economics of sports, in which sports are now big business. Along with this change, professional and Olympic athletes can now earn millions of dollars a year in salaries, prize money, and product endorsements. These riches can act as a siren's call to parents who believe that their young athletes can reach those heights, however unlikely that is. Along with sports becoming big business, they've also joined the ranks of big entertainment in which televised sports, including professional, Olympic, and collegiate competitions, earn billions of dollars for leagues, teams, universities, and other sports organizations. Add radio broadcasts, printed sports messages, and in the last 15 years, the rise of the internet, and athletes, even at a young age, can attain levels of fame that were unheard of 25 years ago. With the stakes so high, the old values, goals, and messages associated with youth sports have been supplanted by those that, as I've mentioned previously in my Raising Young Athletes podcast, better meet the needs of adults rather than children. From private sports coaches, to sports agents, to college and professional teams, to youth sports organizations, to sports parents themselves. These changes have, not surprisingly, led to substantive changes in the messages that are being sent to young athletes from the groups I just referred to. Though there are still many healthy messages emanating from our youth sports culture, sadly, unhealthy messages may now outweigh the healthy ones in frequency, strength, and attractiveness. 
Examples of these harmful messages include self above team, early success matters, winning is the only thing, fame and fortune, excessive celebration, fighting, cheating, drug use, and violence. These messages from very powerful forces are those that you must battle against every day as your children enter and immerse themselves in sports. As a consequence, you need to gain a deep understanding of messaging and develop effective messaging tools for you to resist the ever-present messages and to ensure that you expose your children to the healthiest messages possible as their athletic lives develop. From Bodie Miller, the U.S. Ski Racing Olympic gold medalist, sport is born clean and it would stay that way if it was the athletes who ran it for the pleasure of taking part. But then the fans and the media intervene and finish up by corrupting it with the pressure that they exercise. As I first discussed early on in this podcast, value messages are the foundation of all the messages that you send your young athletes and all the messages they receive from you and the broader sports culture because the values they adopt will act as the signposts for who they become and the direction their athletic lives take. The value messages that your children internalize early become what they deem important as they develop as athletes. For example, if you send the message that sports is all about winning early and often, then that attitude will guide how they approach their athletic lives in the future, with obvious repercussions that I've described earlier. By contrast, if your messages emphasize fun, effort, teamwork, and being a good sport, then your young athletes will view their sports participation through the lens of those values. Unfortunately, once your children leave the nest of home, many of the values to which they're exposed in their athletic lives will not be healthy ones. Given all the bad value messages that your young athletes are getting from our current sports culture these days, whether cheating, drug use, grandstanding, or violence, it is an immense challenge for you as parents, for we as parents, to stem that tide and instill healthy values into them. If you can inculcate positive sports values through good messages early in your young children's lives, you'll be ingraining healthy values that will be more impervious to the unhealthy values with which they will be confronted once they enter the larger social and digital world of sports. So value messages are important. Now let's talk about attitude messages. Attitude messages that your children receive about themselves early in their sports involvement. For example, confidence, perseverance, healthy risk-taking, and patience will become internalized when faced with the inevitable challenges in different aspects of their athletic lives, such as in practice or important competitions. These attitude messages are initially created through your relationship with your young athletes, your attitude toward their sports participation, and the messages you send them about your attitude toward them. Messages related to the physical health benefits of sports can be some of the most enduring messages you send your young athletes. In a modern world in which unhealthy physical habits dominate the landscape, including bad nutrition, excessive use of technology, poor sleep habits, and a sedentary lifestyle, and obesity is an epidemic, early messages supporting the value of sports can mitigate the cultural messages that they're certain to receive and set them up for a life of physical health and vitality. Finally, messages that your young athletes receive related to the social and relationship aspects of sports can also shape their future lives both within, both within and outside of sports. Messages of camaraderie, cooperation, teamwork, and team goals, for example, can help your children to experience success and satisfaction 
and fun, by the way, in their team sports involvement, as well as in their future education, careers, and personal lives that lie ahead. I'm Dr. Jim Taylor, and thanks for listening to episode 20 of my Raising Young Athletes podcast. And be on the lookout for episode 21 in the near future.